Well, hello everyone. This is Dave Cohen. We are recording two nights in a row on our uh, fireside chats on Guitar Tales, and we have super fan Penny Charles. Thanks for joining us. Hello. How are you? <laughs> this is a blast. I am, I am great. So, you know, I think our theme these days are people with a lot of positive energy. And, and you're, you're bursting with it right now. You and I have been chatting for about five minutes before we went on the air. Uh, and you are very different from any guest we've had so far in Guitar Tales, Aww. in a very good way. That's good. So you are what you were called by, I understand, Charlie from Moondoggy uh, gave you the name. You're a super fan. I'm a super fan, yeah. He named me. I uh, was following uh, Moondoggy for a couple of years, and um, he just called me a super fan, and, and ever since then, I sort of started calling myself that <laughs> because I, I do know a lot of bands at this point. So what does that mean? So, so to help our audience understand what brought you to Guitar Tales, I mean, I could explain that, but what is it about you that makes you super fan? Uh, just because I, I love music and I'm, I just, I go out a lot. I know a lot of different bands. Um, I'm, the, I'm the one that gets people up and dancing at the beginning of the night. I'm the one that will, I try and take their photos, but, um, I don't charge for photography. I'm just sort of taking it in order to help uh, promote them. I like um, putting their photos on Facebook and getting their name out, helping other people see them and, and come uh, join the fun. I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm a super fan. I, I was, before this coronavirus, I was going out five nights a week. I, I, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and just last Sunday, I went out three, I saw three different acoustic duos on Sunday. Really? Yeah. So, you know, you know this already, but last night I recorded with Eddie Testa, and today, the day you and I are recording, is Friday, June 26th, so tonight we're going to premiere a show. So, Sky Guitarmasist Engel, our uh, publicist extraordinaire, was looking for photos of Eddie, and it turns out that the one he posted, you took. I know. Right? I was so excited when I saw that. I thought that was so freaking cool. And it's oh. a great picture. It oh, really is. I love seeing my photos across Facebook. I mean, to me, the biggest compliment is when one of the musicians will use my photo for a profile picture or um, a backdrop or, or later on, oh my God, the best is when they have a um, somewhere down the road, like what you did with Eddie, where I'm not even expecting it and boom, it pops up and they're using my photo for a promotion that's up and coming. It's so cool. I just love it. So, so what I really love already in this conversation is a continuation of, of my chat with Eddie last night. So we, we talked, and he wasn't the first one we talked on this topic with, mm -hmm. is that he comes to the stage and he comes with love, right? He's got love amongst the band members as they interact together, love from them. Then they push all this love out into their audience. Yeah. Their audience grabs it, soaks it in, and then gives it back to them and I think that you are really, really, really keyed into that love, right? Oh, I am. I adore Eddie Testa, and he's, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what he does. He is so good at being able to reach the audience and bring them back in. He brings people up on stage. If it's their birthday, he'll seek them out. He'll bring them on stage. Um, he'll let them sing with them or dance with them, um, and it's just it's fun to watch. Everybody's having a good time. Eddie Testa's really, there's a reason he's been around for a while. It's not just his musical talent. 
it, it, it's it's that personality, and and we weren't even in front of we were in front of each other via a computer screen, but but you could feel sort of that that really nice positive vibe that was coming from Eddie, yeah. and, and my guess is you're bringing that same love to the shows you go to, and you're you're throwing it at the bands and you're sharing it with people who are in the audience with you, right? Yeah, I do. I, I I absolutely do. But I but I'm but it, it's again it's because you're having fun. We're there for a common purpose. We all love music, live music. There's there's something about the energy and the the beat and and being able to share it with each other. And Eddie Eddie's really strong at, at being able to share it. And and you really you enjoy what he's doing because he's enjoying it. It's, it's just, a, it's a camaraderie. It's a give and take. And then your, your region where you like to see live music, are you mainly Jersey Shore or are you all sorts of places? Well, I'm central Jersey mostly, but okay. I, I have gone more north and I have gone more south. I, I, the farthest I've gone is Seaside. Um, and I've gone a couple of places I think uh, Stage House has things in like Mountainside and, and um, Rawway I've been to, uh, Rockies is, is more north, I'll go a little bit more north, but I, I tend to be more central, Freehold, Brick, Belmar, that kind of area. Right, right. Asbury. What's the place um, in Freehold where there's a lot of live music? Is it Moore's? Moore's. Moore's. Yeah. yeah. That used to, years ago, that was just a liquor store, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I've just always known it as Moore's. It, it's got a huge bar. Kind of reminds me of Saturday Night Live. It's got um, these brick walls, the uh, big bar. They move the tables away so there's a dance area. And right. um, it's a nice, it's it's a good place for dancing. And that's great. So so what got you started? You know, in other words, so you're probably almost 25 right now. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm a lot older than that. <laughs> so, um, were you doing like I did with your fake ID when you were much younger, going no, into the bars? No, actually, I was one of those really good, goody two shoes kind of person. I when I did come to, because I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so I'm home of the Amish Dunge. My grandparents are Mennonite, believe it or not. Oh, really? Um, yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I I came here and I did have a little bit of a wild side to me when I lived in Manhattan. I went, remember the limelight and yep, I, yep. I think it was a pink Cadillac or there was a pink Cadillac coming out of a bar. I don't even remember what that was. Um, but for the most part, I, I I really didn't. I had kids, I had family. I, I went away, but around 2016, I think I I um, when I got divorced and I was feeling home alone all the time. Um, that's when I finally started saying I, I got to get out more, and um, I started following Moondoggy uh, right, and um, right. and Undisputed actually, and okay. um, and then I I, I uh, started going out more and and um, the biggest problem I had were my friends were in these cliques they would only go see one band you know okay. they were either an Eddie Testa fan or an Undisputed fan or a Moondoggy fan and I couldn't get them to like go out and see other bands and other venues. So um, I, if they weren't playing, then I was home alone again. So I started making friends with the, the bands and, and trying to take their photos and stuff so that as a female, if I could go out and I didn't have someone with me, I still felt at least I knew the band. You were connected. Yeah. So, so that's uh, interesting. So, so this whole thing only started about four years ago with you. 
Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> and really last cool. year really took off. That's when I did the challenge because I, I was I was really um, trying to get my girlfriends to to come with me and see other things and and do other things. So I started this challenge on Facebook and and asked them to uh, see certain bands with me and come out. And then I was like, okay. How are they going to know that I'm doing it unless I actually take photos of everyone right, right, right. and do it myself? And so that's when I started taking uh, photos of, of the bands to try and, and get them to see that there are other bands beyond the, the one or two band that they were they were watching. Right, right. Um, now, now, let me ask you this. I, I'm, I know it firsthand just from having lived in Jersey most of my life, but I want to hear it from you. What do you feel is special about the Jersey Shore or really the central Jersey music scene, because we have something really wonderful and unique in Jersey. And what do you feel from it? I, I think one is the community of it. We're, we, we are kind of a tight-knit group. I, I'm at a point where I can go to pretty much any venue and, and I'll see similar, I'll see, some, I'll see someone I know. I, there's, a, there's a camaraderie, there's a, um, a feeling of, of authenticity and realness. Um, it's it's just as fun. <laughs> I don't know what else yeah. to say about and, it. And you said authenticity, and you know we we talk, we've talked before, say about other states like New York, where there's phenomenal musicians. But is there a sort of a warmth and a down to earthedness uh, that you're getting in Jersey that maybe one wouldn't get quite as much of elsewhere? Yeah, I, I think so. Or maybe it's just because it's the the bands that I'm going to are. Um, they, they, they're serious about their music, but they don't take themselves too seriously. So they, right. they reach out to their fan base. They reach out to the people around them. They're real. Um, when they get on stage, it, it's not always the most perfectly um, set program, but, um, but they're having fun with it. it. It's, it's a sense of realness and, and not being afraid to, to, explore and, and try new things, but they bring their fans along with them on the journey, which is what I like. <laughs> and do you see a lot of the same people if you go from one band to another? Will you see a lot of overlap? I see certain overlap, but but again, my girlfriend's just, I, I can't say about everybody, but they're all set in their, their own little worlds, and I'm trying to get them to, to venture out and, and right. explore different bands and, and different and styles. And look at the happiness you're getting from it. I mean, if they I know. See, so if, if they see that from you, they're, they're crazy if they don't join you. I know. That's what I'm saying. Well, they got to watch the show. They watch this show and this will be, you can just send them the video link and uh, they'll start coming with you to the other shows. I mean, there are, there are some people that, that actually do go out and, and see uh, the wide breadth of, of talent because we have such a wide breadth of talent. It's not just one. It's not just cover bands all playing the same songs. I mean, there's a real diversity of bands as well. There's Southern rock, there's reggae, there's uh, classic rock, there's metal, there's country. There's uh, every band, every style of band you could want is right here in central Jersey. It's so much fun. You pick a, pick a genre and bam, you've got some place to go. Now, do you think there's any analog to you anywhere out there? Are there any other super fans like you, or did you? Oh yeah, no. There are a couple of super fans that I run into all the time. Oh yeah, really? Patrick is one is is a huge super fan. Everybody's got to know Patrick. <laughs> Patrick What's his name? Cora, I think his last name is. Oh okay. But there's yeah, there's a couple of super fans. 
So they'll be out there. And do, do you guys, are you Facebook friends? Do you share pictures? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, very cool. Yeah. Now, now tell me what it was like when you made that transition from being just someone who maybe went to bars and saw bands to, to becoming an insider with the scene. How did that happen? How did you I make love it being happen? considered an insider. Am I really an insider? That's very really cool. Look, you got <laughs> handpicked by our publicist to be on the show. You're an oh, insider. That's very cool. So. Uh, I think the transition for me was just the, was the photography of taking um, photos and and because every time I take photos I will tag them and and right. most of the most of the band members are pretty good about coming out and saying hello to me during intermission anyways which is very cool like they'll see I mean having, you're someone they've seen many 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 times and maybe but but I but then once I've taken the pictures I connect with them and um, I'll tag them on the photos. And then for sure, then they're immediately grabbing me so that, oh, come back, come back, come back. So, right. <laughs> and I, okay, I got a new friend. <laughs> right, that's great. Now, do you, so I take it, but maybe I'm wrong, that you're not just flicking photos with your, with your iPhone, you're bringing a, a, a camera with you or are you doing no, it with your phone? No, 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 everybody knows me. I, it's just my phone. I use a Samsung and um, it, the, the the, the quality is really good, but then I'll also edit it in Google Photos. Um, oh, really? A lot. I do not, I do not change wrinkles or tans or anything like that. The only thing I'll do is maybe crop a shot to, like the like the Eddie Testa shot. I, I probably cropped that in a little bit because his his facial expression was so adorable in that. It's that, such that, a good picture. But it really, probably cropped it. Well, that's part of it. Is if you see a, because I take a lot of pictures in a night. I'll easily, t I, you don't want to hear this. I easily take about seven hundred to a thousand pictures a night. And then, really, I, yeah. And then, so part of it's maybe just luck, you know. It's, <laughs> I, right. I throw out all the because when they're dancing and when they're playing, they, they they move so much. You can get blurry pictures. The lighting isn't right half the time because you're in a bar, so that so it's dark half the time. Um, it, it's hard to get good quality shots when, when they're playing, especially on a phone. So, um, so I throw out a lot of shots, but um, if I can, if I can crop it to get that, that one special moment when yeah. in the zone or, or when they're doing something special, it, that's what makes it fun. So you're really, I mean, even though you've kept your amateur status because you're not getting paid to do it, you're a rock photographer, really. When you I guess so. It. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy. There's three things that I look for. I look for um, passion, intensity, Enjoy. If I can get one of them, that that to me is what makes a great shot. Is is yeah. seeing one of those one of those emotions. So it's funny, you know. I've been friends with Scott for um, thirty five years, maybe. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, we were in a we were in a band together many years ago. Never played anywhere, just played together, you know, just in our houses. But um, so I've seen all of these pictures of the smoking jackets over the years that he puts on social media. And I'm guessing that you probably took many of those pictures. Just the last year, uh, the uh, last year, but I had some great, oh my God, they gave me some great opportunities. They did this um, thing at uh, Chevy's for Cinco de Mayo where um, they, they had like a, a toilet paper gun and, and, and a confetti cannon. And then yeah. like, how can you not get great shots with that? You know, I know it's, it's very but, cool. And they're very animated themselves. Scott's awesome to photograph. I like photographing him because he, 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 he's just got that, he, he, that way about him. And, and yeah. he's interesting to look at, you know? So he's fun to photograph. Well, his current picture on Facebook, he's showing off the guns. <laughs> he's got his one shot where his arm looks like 
Like he could take on the Terminator in it. Oh. But uh, so that's really cool. So you start approaching the. I mean, you know, you're going to the shows. They see you taking pictures, and at some point, I'm sure you say, "Hey, my name is Penny." You know, and then I would imagine it got to the point where you got to know the people on a first name basis in a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, but they're really easy. Like I remember meeting Smoking Jackets. I remember it was at the, the Stone Pony, and I at that at it was several bands that were playing and at the when they first started there weren't a lot of people on the dance floor because it was early in the night people tend to have to have a few drinks in them before they, <laughs> before they get started so i saw it as a great opportunity to video so i just used my camera and then i started videoing and of course then they're noticing me because i'm in the middle of the center center of the floor videoing them um and then tommy came up to talk to me he's the keyboardist um, said hello to him. He was very warm and friendly. Um, they, they knew how to include the fans and meet them and, and make them feel good. So then when I posted their pictures, I think they were like, whoa, you can definitely come back and see us again. <laughs> so, yeah. but, um, but now I know them on a personal level because now I'm Facebook friends with them. I, I see them uh, doing certain things. Tommy's always out on Facebook. Uh, showing uh beautiful sunrises and sunsets because he, he his house is gorgeous uh, you know it's like you, you become friends with them at that point oh that's fantastic so now how do you choose so you know i saw your list right you, you were emailing getting ready for today and your list of bands i don't know maybe 15 20 30 bands long it was crazy in a good way uh, so first of all, how do you keep track of who's playing where and when? And then if you have the conflicts, how do you choose? Ah, yeah, the conflicts, the hard part. Um, first, well, this is what's hard right now because of the COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, normally I will first go to some of the venues that I like the best. Um, I'll go to like, like, for example, pick, I'll pick bar A. And I, yeah, what a great place. Oh, I love that place. Um, and I'll look at their calendar and I literally will put, as, as for as long, you know, if they've got three months out, I will put three months worth of who's playing what on my calendar. And I'll go to Bar A, I'll go to Moore's, I'll go to um, the Cabin or any of the local places. And I'll put the who's playing where. Then I will also go to the bands and I'll look at what they're playing at because then, you know, like they're, if, um, if they have it posted there a, a month or, or two months out, then there may be places that I didn't think about as a venue, but I can go to them as well. So then I'll put on, oh, um, Eddie Testa may be playing at, um, I don't know, Beacon 70 or something, which I wouldn't have necessarily noticed. So I'll put that on my calendar. Then um, another thing I like to do is on Facebook, I will um, look at Facebook and the best thing a band can do are, is when you do those posts that say interested, going. Um, right. I love that because then it goes on your Facebook calendar and actually then all my friends can see where I'm going to. Um, so, or where I'm interested in. So, and it helps them in terms of their calendar. So I will put that, um, keep that on my calendar as well. And then, um, then when I have to pick, that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever hit more than one venue in a night? Oh, absolutely. Well, I've done several. Yeah. I, I can definitely do more than one venue on a night or I've, um, if, if, if there's two bands that I really like, um, or I will, um, if I have to choose, then I'll go by, by who haven't I seen lately that I want to okay. catch up to, because it's also that camaraderie of 
who do you know, it's like, well, ooh, I haven't seen Phil Engel in a while. I, I really want to get a chance to see him again. So, you know, I'll go um, and I'll, I'll make choices that way as well. But right now, because of the COVID thing, it's so hard. It is. You know, we're well, making online choices. You know, who yeah, because no one's... But, but they're not, I don't know if the venues aren't letting them, but like the venues aren't posting it because it's acoustic versus bars. The, um, the bands aren't posting it because it's basically acoustic at this point. And, right. and when you're acoustic, a lot of them don't know how to do the interested and, and getting it on their calendar. So they're just saying, hey, I'm going to be somewhere tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to be, um, or I'll be here this evening. And if I've worked all day, I may not even get the posting on time. So right. It's hard right so now. So you just gave me the greatest segue because the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was to get the insights that are probably better than any band member we've had on the show so far. From, from a super fan point of view, I want to talk about um, the best things you see bands doing to promote themselves, but then maybe over the last few years where you've seen bands where you like what they do, but maybe they haven't been as successful in getting the word out. What, what are the things you see them either failing to do or not doing? But let's start with the positive. Uh, what are the good things that you see bands doing to get the word out? I think Facebook is huge because I think the people, a lot of the people that go to, um, that go to this nightlife are keyed into Facebook. So I do right. think that promoting yourself on Facebook is really important. Um, having a band site, having a schedule. The best thing you can do is have a schedule and, and show where you are over the next couple of months so people can can tie into it and put their calendar on because not everybody um has a lot of free time so they may need the, the two-week notice to know where right. they're going to be so having that schedule um is really helpful um and i and making and i guess again the venues having venue the venues promote them helps as well but they shouldn't rely on the venues promoting them they've got to promote yeah. themselves they have to have you know one of the things many times about is they need to have a a reasonable amount of self-promotion to sell themselves to a venue right you know a venue doesn't want them in there if they say you, you bring the people we'll bring the music they have to bring the music in at least some people i would think right right and what do you see so i'm sure out there there's some bands you love the people in the band you love their music you love the vibe that they're bringing but they're missing something in terms of the promotional aspect. What do you see some of the bands who, who give you most of what you want, but they're not getting the word Again, out it's, it's the lack of schedule. It's the lack of that, that, that interest thing. I, and I know of a few bands that, that are, I adore, but they do not know how to promote themselves. And even I will have problems trying to figure out how that how where are they tonight? What, what, what are they doing? What, how, where are they up to? You know, trying to figure out their, or, Sometimes they'll have schedules, but the schedules aren't tied to their Facebook page. So you've got to Google them and go, um, I think there's something called a band calendar, or I know there's a couple of bands that are, are tied to this other website in order to find out what their schedule is. And when right. you kind of go to all these different places to figure it out, it's kind of hard. And, and, and you're so right, because I forgot who did it, but one of the bands I follow on Facebook, I want to say it was the Amish Outlaws, which is either the Amish Outlaws or the Amish Outlaws. I always get it wrong. Amish. I'm Pennsylvania Dutch. It's Amish. <laughs> and, and I love that Big Daddy was on our show. He was our third show, I think. Um, and they had something going on, so I hit, I hit interest in it. And then suddenly it can leave my brain. 
because I know that at some point when it's coming up, and I think it was an online event, Facebook will remind me, you have an yeah. event coming up. My yeah. phone, during this interview, my phone just blasted, you have something coming up. And I have the sound off, so it didn't interfere with our show. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so Facebook really is, at least for people of a certain age. Now, I think if you're trying to hit 18 to 28 year olds, maybe they're more about Instagram. And I don't know if you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. I'm not really a big one for Instagram, but I do know a couple of bands that are that do hit that younger crowd, like Event Horizon. And now that yeah. you say it, I know that they're really big on Instagram as well. So but they can't do it to the point. But they can't do it to the exclusion of Facebook. No, I think they do both. Um, right. uh, but I do think event, um, Instagram's probably a, a good tool for the younger crowd. Right. And, and then really the money still rests with Facebook because the old farts have finally made a living and have money to spend in bars and what have you. Um, so, so how has it been for you? You know, you, you have this five-night-a-week lifestyle. Um, and <laughs> not then, now. Not now. And then in March, by the way, you have a, let's have a drink. Come on, have a drink. It's okay. Get your drink. Get your drink. There we go. Right. Oh my God, I'm normally a cabaret. You get it for the show. Yeah. So you're doing this on a Friday night instead of, you know, going to a crowded bar. Instead of being at bar. Donovan's watching Guns for Hire. <laughs> so, so what is it like, you know, like, how has it felt for you? You know, I mean, you, you're obviously a very positive person, so you're pulling the smile in, but a really cool, vibrant, satisfying lifestyle has been side rail for a little while. What's Pardon? happened? A really cool and vibrant lifestyle has been sidelined for a little while. So how have you been dealing with it? Oh, it's been tough. Oh, oh, <laughs> I am, I, I'm definitely ready to, to get back, but I do, I, I'm still, I'm cautious. I, I did, you know, that you, I, I, I'm still, as a fan, I'm still paying attention to Facebook and looking at live feeds to make sure that people aren't too close to each mm -hmm. other. Um, yeah. Because I've got, I, I have, I'm not afraid for myself, but there's other people in my life that I've got to protect. Um, yeah. So I am a little cautious, but not to the extent that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. But like I said, this last Sunday I went out and, and I had a great time. Um, and, and, but it is, it's, it's tough right now. It's really tough. I, I had my I first watching Facebook, but I gotta tell you when everybody was, everybody was posting live and, and it was all acoustic and it was all live. And, and after a while it became kind of became sad because you knew that they, they so desperately wanted to, to go out and, and they couldn't and you felt for them. No, you're right. Because I mean, I mean, look, there was, we talked about it a little bit with Eddie. Um, I know Sammy Hagar, he got a little, he got in some uh, hot water. And I, I think, I don't think fairly either because they took him out of context in the interview. But he's, I don't know if you read about it, but he, he gave an interview in May. And here we are at the end of June now. He gave an interview to Rolling Stone and basically said, look, I'm really dying to get out there again. I really need to play. And I like, and, and in a way that I thought was reasonable. He said, and, and if I get sick, you know, it's a shame. I don't want to. And he said it the right way. But then the headline comes out, he's willing to die for rock and roll, you know, and, oh. you know, something like that. And it's a shame. But but I, I get his point because he, he's a good guy. He's got, he's as positive as they come. He's putting out some amazing stuff during COVID, some great covers. But they're all, they're all itching to, to plug yeah. in, not just, 
you know, pull out the acoustic, but to plug in and crank up the amp and, and, and get the, you know, and really get that vibe back uh, from the people who are watching. Yeah, I think the bands want to, I think the people want to, but I yeah. think you've got to do that social assistance and the economics for venues, you know, if they can't, if, if they have to be at what, 25% capacity inside, how are they, they can't afford to, to pay for a full band right now. I know, um, I, I don't know how it'll play out and I don't know how they're gonna bring in the revenue. Uh, you know, life, life is starting to feel a little more normal now, but it's a challenge, a challenge. You know, it really is. It really is, it's, it's, but I do, I am starting to pay attention again, I am already putting things on my calendar as to where I can be yeah. and who I can go see. So I will be out. <laughs> so what was the event you just went to? You saw an acoustic set? You went out and saw an acoustic set? I saw three different acoustic sets. Yeah, it started the day with uh, Phil Engel at River Rock, um, him and a drummer. I've never seen that before as an acoustic duo, but he was playing with his drummer, Kim, um, okay. at River Rock. Then I went over to... Uh, Manilokan Ale House and saw I've been there. Duo. Um, Peter was playing and he was playing with Bob Gilmartin, who is like the number one go-to guitarist. If you have, if you've like, if you have a sh your your guitar player can't make it that night, everybody goes to Bob Gilmartin, and he was there at um at playing with uh, Peter at the um with the Amused Duo at Manilokan, and then I went back um to River Rock to see the uh, professionals. Henry and Jay Robinson were playing, and they're just, they always blow me away. And I, I haven't seen them in three months, so I, I definitely wanted to, to catch up and just say hello. Um, right. And, and the weather was perfect. It was just such a great, such a great time. And, and you know, in River Rock on the outside, I've never been on the outside. I'm always on the inside. They had, uh, they, it's outside is sand. So you like, you felt like you were on the beach. They got these tiki bars going and on. Where is that? At River Rock. It's in uh, Breck. Oh, okay. And actually that's a great place. I mean, if you were, if you have Eddie Testa coming on, Eddie Testa's played there many times. Um, it, they have a, a really great stage with really strong lighting. I like that great dance area, but it's always on the inside. I've never been on the outside before. And on the outside they had, um, you know, a whole tiki thing going on, sand on the, you're on sand. Um, it was just, and you see a marina, there's a marina behind you. So it's just oh, like wow. perfect, you know, and, and then you got the, then you got the people, either Phil or, or, or the professionals under a tent with looking out and the backdrop is a marina. It's gorgeous. I got some great pictures on that one too. Oh, that's, you know, you're reminding me of a great place. Uh, what's the place in Bayville? Um, I think it's called something. Oh, is it the water's edge? I've been there before too. Which one? I think it's called the water's edge. Yeah. Is right on a marina? Isn't God, that, that place is gorgeous also. Yeah. I love that place. Bay's that's nice a bit of a shock for me. I, I live in Oldbridge, so that's kind of a, a long commute, but I, there's a couple of bands that I would travel for. <laughs> so um, I lived until 1973 on Throckmorton Court in Oldbridge. Oh my gosh! Yep. I'm, I'm, um, I'm on the other side. I'm on uh, the, the Tice Town side. Oh, I know where that is. Yep, yep, yep. Relatively close to Route Nine, right? No, you're you're I'm off of Route Nine as well. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> yep. yep, there you go. There you go. So we got some good stuff in common. So this was super, super cool with a super, super fan. 
Oh, thank you. This was fun. And you're right. It does go very fast. It does go very fast. Yeah, we've got a full half hour and it probably feels like five minutes. It does. It does. Thank you. Yeah, so where are we going to see you next? Where's the next place you're scheduled or at least planning to go see some live music for yourself? I don't know. I know I was, I was originally planning to go see um, Guns for Hire tonight. I know there's a, I know I wrote something on my account. I'd closed my phone because I didn't want to bring going off in the middle of the interview. Uh, uh, but I know I had something slated for Sunday. Um, Saturday, I think we're supposed to have bad weather. So. Uh, well, I know that there's, that this, Eddie's going to be at the Stone Pony tonight. Oh, is he? Yeah, there's, um, they're doing, uh, they're taping it for television or some kind of video. Every band does one song, and I know the Smoke and Jackets will be there on Sunday for, as part of that event. Oh, that's so, very cool. So but, that's, but again, I didn't know, it's like, it, again, getting that word out is kind of hard right now. It's a but, little um, different now. Did you, see Eddie, did you see Eddie test his video? I'm in that. That's so cool. I did, I did. It's, it's up. I'm in that. I, that was fun, too. Again, Eddie Tester reached out to the whole community, said, you know, if you want to be part of this, let's honor the, the first responders and... I did. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a good thing. And that's what you, that's, look, you're, you're here with us. You're in the video. You are an insider. There you so go. There thank you, go. you so much. <laughs> well, Penny Charles, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I knew it would be, but it, it really was a lot of fun. Oh, good. Okay. Well, have a good night. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. Right, Bye-bye. Okay, so I just, are you, you're still there, right? So I stopped recording. Okay. And now, just at some point, I'll say goodbye to you. And we're done. <laughs> so, so the way it'll work is um, I will check the roasted chick roasting chicken in my oven when we're done. So I have dinner waiting for me. Yeah, I want to see the Eddie Tester thing that you did. <laughs> All right, he, that starts. Did we did we set it up for six or seven? I forgot. We set it up for seven. Oh, okay, good. Uh, yeah, so I'll eat my chicken and I'll watch that. But um, so what we'll do is this will load onto my computer. It takes about a half hour, a little less. And then I will then take it from my computer. I'll upload it to um, YouTube. And then when that happens, I'm going to send a copy of the YouTube link to you and Scott. And then you could send it to anyone you want. But what we're going to do is Scott will set up a premiere for your show. Okay. So it's like a soft opening for a restaurant. Like you could do it anything you want with it. But in terms of like mega social media, throwing it around, I guess wait till we do the You'll know okay. from Scott, because I'll announce it. Okay. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank I feel you. so honored. <laughs> okay. Have a great night. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.